0: You know, there's people that just think Democrats are evil. Marjorie Taylor Greene said we were evil the other day. She called us the enemy, right? And I think the thing is She's called me many things. So I'm sure she's called you a number of things. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Politics Girl podcast. I'm your host, Lee McGowan. Welcome back, and happy 2023. I hope you guys had a restful and happy holiday and that everyone's health was good. My husband was on crutches and I spent a little time in the ICU, but we're all good now, so let's get into it. Today's pod is a candid conversation with White House Press Secretary and longtime advisor to President Biden, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Born on the island of Martinique and raised in New York, Karine attended Columbia University and worked, in among other things, at the Center for Community and Corporate Ethics, pushing major companies to change their business practices for the better, and as a regional political director for Obama's 2008 and 2012 campaign. Prior to her role as press secretary, she served as a senior communications official in the Biden administration for the Biden campaign and worked in the communications department for the then-Vice President Biden in the Obama administration. Corrine was also Chief Public Affairs Officer for MoveOn and a Political Analyst for NBC and MSNBC. I'm having her on today to help us break down where America is from the perspective of the President and his administration as we go into this new year with a new Congress. A new Congress that is, so far, let's say, problematic. So without further ado, please welcome my guest, White House Press Secretary, political advisor and communications guru, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Welcome, Corrine.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me and happy new year. Happy, happy New Year, new 2023. Year. Here we come. Here we come.
0: Here. Oh my gosh. Here we come. Well, thank you for joining me. I know how busy you are. And I just really wanted people to get an update directly from the administration as to what you guys are hoping to see or what we're working on as we go into the new year. So look
1: um coming off uh, as we see it a successful two years of the president's administration if you think about uh, the bipartisan infrastructure legislation we were just in Kentucky this week where the president att- attended an event at a bridge where uh where we had republicans and democrats coming together uh, the the democratic governor of uh, of Kentucky and the Democratic governor of Ohio. You had even Mitch McConnell, Senator Mitch McConnell, uh, and we talked about how when we do big, bold things and we bring people together, and the president always talks about this reaching across the aisle. You can actually deliver for the American people, and so those are the things that are going to be so important to the president. He's going to make sure that you know we deliver on uh, uh, finding that common ground because that's what we saw in the midterms. I know you cover that. And you talk to folks about it. The, during, after the midterms, the thing that the American public said to us is, you guys have to work together. You guys have to work across the aisle and find that common ground. So that's what the American people are doing. That's what we want to continue to make happen the president has long-term priorities if you think about the making the tax code fair if you think about lowering costs for middle class families if you think about passing an assault weapons ban if you think about th- uh, strengthening our alliances abroad after what happened before he got in uh, to office all of those things are some are things that the president thinks about every single day and that's how we're going to uh, forge ahead into 2023.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously we hear plenty of criticism of the Biden administration from right-wing media and pundits and politicians, but the truth is the Biden administration has already been the most successive legislative record since LBJ and has accomplished more in the past two years than maybe any other administration in history. And it shouldn't be necessary, but I think people need to be reminded of their successes, especially after this ridiculous week with the Republicans in the House, I feel like people should just be retiring this kind of Dems and disarray from the lexicon, right? Like, oh, if absolutely. we go, I, honestly, if we go over the accomplishments from the past two years, just to jog people's memories, you just mentioned a bunch of them now, right? But These things that have happened in the past two years were legislative accomplishments, but they're going to become tangible accomplishments that people are actually going to be able to see because, as we say, signing a bill to fix a road and bridge is different than people actually getting a job to fix a road or someone driving over a bridge that's no longer collapsing. I mean, you're talking about this event that just happened in Kentucky. This is a bridge, so people don't know. It's a bridge between Kentucky and Ohio that people have said for decades— Uh, This bridge is falling apart. It's going to fall into the wall. Please fix it. Please fix it. And every time we say, we're going to fix this bridge, and we do not fix this bridge. And today, this bridge is getting fixed because of what happened, right? Like, so... If you don't mind, I'm just going to walk through a couple of the highlights of the accomplishments. Is that annoying to you if I'm talking at you? Okay, okay,
1: okay, so here we go. So just to
0: remind people, because I think we forget, we get so caught up in the drama that we forget what's really happened, right? So obviously the first thing Biden passed coming into his administration was the height of the pandemic and the decimation of our economy. So we had the American Rescue Plan, which clearly saved the economy from a deep recession, allowed us to kind of move through the pandemic, and as you guys have always said, shots and arms, money in pocket, right? But it also got our kids back into school, which as a mother, I can tell you, I really appreciate it, right? So then despite hearing that bipartisanship was a fool's errand, the next major piece of legislation that you guys passed was the infrastructure bill, which we're talking about these bridges, right? Which we're going to start really seeing take effect over the year. You know, as I've said before, the projects in this bill are going to create really good paying jobs for the American worker while fixing our crumbling bridges and our airports and our train stations and our roads and our sewers. Like Donald Trump wasn't wrong when he was like, these airports are like a third world country. Sometimes our airports do not function the way they should. And we're going to start fixing that. But we're also going to start seeing the promised universal broadband expanding across the country and getting all those lead pipes that are slowly poisoning communities replaced. This is stuff that will really... Affect the American people. And then you mentioned it gun safety legislation. The first time in 30 years we passed some form of gun safety legislation. Now, was it everything we wanted? No. But it's the first time in forever that we've done anything at all. And then we roll into last summer and we got the Chips and Science Act signed. And that's going to bring domestic manufacturing jobs back to the U.S. In fact, this act has already sparked two hundred billion dollars in private investments. Right? Yeah, absolutely. For U.S., it's crazy for it's U.S. Insane. semiconductor. It's, it's that's going to. Great. It's, it's so great. great. I mean, I mean it's great. You not government investment, to. by the yes. way, people. Yes. Private investment. That's it's exactly right. We're bringing these jobs back, strengthening our supply chain, bringing these jobs back to America. And then, of course, as you mentioned, the president signed the Inflation Reduction Act, which was, among other things, the biggest piece of legislation we've ever had to address the climate crisis. But it's also lowering energy costs, strengthening the Affordable Care Act, making prescription drugs more affordable, capping insulin prices for Medicare recipients, this kind of stuff. And we're finally going to have corporations, major corporations. This is something that people love, pay their fair share of tax, 15% minimum tax. As President Biden tweeted this week, the days of the wealthiest companies not paying taxes are over. So this is really exciting stuff. And so despite what Reagan tried to sell us on, the government really can be there to help if you have the right government.
1: Yeah, yeah. And let's not forget too. just want to just just say this to folks, remember during the last administration, infrastructure week was a joke. It became (laughs) a joke. And you here, you have this president reaches across the aisle, works with Republicans. Again, going back to the trip that we just did in Kentucky on this massive important bridge, which is an artery, a big artery uh, for that region. And we go- we got it done. And so to your point, it is the most, we have seen the most significant legislative record since LBJ. And I wanna say something else. When we looked at, at the midterms, right? And you looked at the Democrats who were running across the country and they ran on Biden's agenda. And guess what? They won. And the results that we saw was that President Biden had the best first missed term of any Democratic president in over 60 years because he led the conversation, he led the messaging, he led with the historic uh, pieces of legislation, now clearly law, and it mattered. The American people actually responded because guess what? The bipartisan infrastructure legislation, the American Rescue Plan, the Inflation Reduction Act, you name it, the, the gun reform legislation, the, let's not forget the PACDAT that's going to help our veterans you know who have to really deal with uh, health issues that 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 uh, they were exposed to uh, when they were fighting and putting their lives at risk for us that all of those things are popular. They were pop, they are popular with the American people. And so look, that's what we're going to continue to do in 2023. We're not going to stop there. We're going to continue that work. And and look, we're looking at what's happening in Congress right now, as you know. I know you're you're paying really close attention. <laughs> we've been, we've been pretty clear. We have said, the president has said, his door is open. Uh he wants again to find common ground. He's willing to work with Democrats, independents, Republicans as long. As they are willing to deliver for the American people.
0: Yeah. And you're talking about the midterms, and you know, you're saying that these things were popular with the American people, but I also think the American people appreciate being seen. They appreciate being heard. They appreciate that someone's looking out for them. Because, you know, we're hoping to build on these accomplishments, obviously. You know, the as congressman and the new chairman of the Democratic House, Hakeem Jeffries pointed out, these things that you and I are discussing, these are only the highlights of what the Democrats did over the past two years. And I'm sorry if I sound like some spokesperson for the administration right now, but like, honestly, you're doing a great job. But I, <laughs> I don't mean it. to, you know, like I, I'm so, very hard hitting journalism on my part, but there's just so many great so things coming up and this yes. chasm between yes. the administration you're working for and yes. the opposition and what they're working for that. I feel like I need to gush a bit because it's hopeful stuff and, and people deserve to feel hopeful. It is and you and you hit it right on the mark. The president says this all the
1: time. He says two things. He believes he's an optimist. He believes yeah. that we need to be optimistic for the future of this co- this country. He said it recently, and he says it all the time. He said it on New Year's Eve. If folks were watching, uh, um, uh, Rock and Eve, uh, Dick Clark, Rock and Eve, he and the First Lady uh, were on the network and did kind of uh, took a couple questions, and he said that. And the other thing that he says is that you can define uh, this country, American people, by one word, which is possibilities, mm. and that is something that he says all the time because he truly believes it, and that's how he. He leads, right? He leads with understanding that we could, we are, we, we know that we can be better. We want better. Uh, even though there are some fractions out there, some extreme fractions who are trying to take us backwards. He wants to move this country forward. And here's the thing, I mean, here's the thing. The midterms, American people said that. They spoke very loudly. If you think about the Democrat, the Democrats gained governor mansions, they flipped state legislatures, won key secretary of state races, and minimized losses in the House of Representatives, right? And and remember, you you were covering this. There was supposed to be a red wave. There was supposed to be a red wave. It didn't happen because of what. Democrats ran on because of what this president did over the last two years. It resonated. And to your point and what you said was that, you know, the American public felt seen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel incredibly grateful for the Democratic accomplishments that are already in motion right now, especially since it looks like the Republican House is going to have a lot of trouble getting anything accomplished over the next two years. I mean, as we watch the chaos unfold in the House right now, which by the time this airs will probably have been figured out. I mean, I think we're on the seventh vote right now. So who knows? By the time this airs on Tuesday, we could be on the 45th. Uh, But however it goes, it's not looking great for governance for the next two years. So I think it's best to remember that so many of the good things we're going to see over the next two years are being undertaken and set into motion. That's right from things that have already been done. And we should probably keep in mind that the Republicans voted against a lot of it, right? They voted against helping American families. They blocked legislation to raise the minimum wage, protect women's bodily autonomy. They voted against the childhood tax credit. They voted against veterans. They voted against capping insulin. They voted against college students and debt forgiveness. They voted against the Dreamers and the environment and voting rights. So watching the Republican House majority now, it feels incredibly smart of the 117th Congress, the last Congress, that they got a budget passed before the year ended, because I think it's quite obvious that we probably avoided a government shutdown by agreeing to a budget that will fund them at least through September, Um, so that the 118th Congress, which is what we have right now, couldn't mess it up too badly off the top. But yeah, no, what I find so interesting when you talk about the president, though, is that as we watch these things that unfold, and that will benefit the American people in the next couple of years. I think we really need to keep in mind that for the most part, these things were done not because of Republicans, but in spite of them. And yet, President Biden is still feeling very hopeful about bipartisanship. And that's what you're talking about. So can you walk me through the thinking on that?
1: Yeah, I think, look, if you have followed President Biden's career as a senator, he believed in bipartisanship. He believed in reaching across the aisle and doing big things and doing bold things, which is why I keep talking about the bipartisan infrastructure legislation. As During his campaign, he talked about reaching across the aisle and doing big things. Uh, And as president, we've actually seen him take action in doing that. And here's the thing, I think when you when we do that, when we are able, and I think this is how he sees things, when we are able to come together, we change the trajectory of, for the American people. When we can come together, we can do big, bold things that are going to change lives. Look, and, and just to go back again, just a little for a second, look, the, pro- the president promised to rebuild the backbone of the country, to, to do that with the middle class. And he's delivering, right? He has delivered on, on um, think about the unprecedented job creation, 10.5 million new jobs. That's what we were, he was able to do. Let's not forget when he walked into the administration and you touched on this a little bit, we were dealing with an economic crisis. We were dealing with COVID that was, I think what thousands of people were dying a day when the president walked in and he put together a comprehensive uh, a vaccination program so that schools could be open. I have an eight year old, so I feel you. That's <laughs> <I'm still laughs> right. Open. You're like, like, I'm not I'm good at this. Teachers clean. should be paid way more. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Please. And we're seeing the economy grow. Real wages are up. You think about these real pay, real good paying jobs, union jobs. You don't have to have a college degree when you think about what the bipartisan infrastructure legislation is going to do in creating those jobs and other pieces of legislation that we've been able to pass. Inflation is moderating. moderating. We understand that people are still feeling the pinch. We don't want to deny people what they're feeling. We get it. But again, President has been able to get gas prices lower because of the work that he, the historic actions that he took. Look, this is someone when he's he, I you know, people always ask, always say to me, wow, your job is so hard. I don't know how you do your job. You you have to do this. I can't believe you must. Your job is incredibly hard. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you,
0: I don't know how you do your job. So I'm just going to reiterate those people are entirely correct. (laughs) I
1: appreciate that. (laughs) But I got to tell you, the way that I feel about it, yes, it's job. It's it's hard. It's a hard job. Totally get it. But we're doing good things, mm. right? And and I'm working for someone when he says what he says, he actually does. And we, to your point, you were saying you were gushing and you didn't mean to feel like a spokesperson, but you're just telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You're just laying out what we've been able to do, and so that actually makes my job easier. Really, truly. I mean, I still have to cut through the noise, right? There's a lot of noise, there's a lot of speculation, there's a lot of distrust. uh, And, but, you know, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. uh, Because we are doing good things here. We are truly doing things that is going to change the lives of Americans. It's going not just in a couple of years, but for generations. Right. and it's historical it is a historical administration for so many reasons legislation the people you see represented in this in, in this
0: administration and that matters and that matters and i think even with the chaos we're looking at i i really think the american people are going to be able to start seeing some of these successes because it is different when we had ron Klein on the show after the midterms he said you know there's a difference between cutting a ribbon in front of where a factory will be and a factory being there for people to go to work at. And that's totally different, right? It's, uh, you know, obviously it's impossible for you and I to talk without looking at what's happening with House leadership elections, right? It's clearly not gone the way Kevin McCarthy and the majority of the Republican House members were planning. We're in a position now where we can see that this House Freedom Caucus really has no interest in governing at all and negotiating with them or giving them concessions all of which Kevin McCarthy has done it doesn't work right because if negotiations mattered if giving concessions mattered then they would already be voting for Kevin McCarthy at this point but they still won't vote for him so I think we can safely extrapolate that this is how they're going to govern and I use that term loosely because this isn't governing this group of sort of in I don't know, insurrectionist apologists and extremists clearly has no interest in the actual governing part. So how does the Biden administration hope to handle this problem with this particular group? Or do they hope that there'll be a Democratic consensus and then we can get, you know, reasonable Republicans to vote with the Democrats? Because that seems like a more reasonable plan because, you know. Not electing a speaker, sorry, to cut but not electing a speaker on the first vote. People need to understand this hasn't happened in a century, right? This is not a great sign for business of running the country. If the Republicans can't even vote on their own leader, if they can't even agree on their own leader, it's going to be very hard to see them working across the aisle to work for the American people. And so I see president biden is someone who really wants to appeal to people's better angels but i also think he's a career statesman and i think he understands that there's got to be representatives in that house right now who still have their head in the game of government and i know that hakeem jeffries himself uh just said you know we are looking for partners to solve problems for the american sure. people we're not looking to help the republicans save themselves from their own dysfunction right yeah. And, and look, when we think about
1: this president and it's, it's, it's a little bit of what we just talked about is, you know, you have to stand for something. Yeah, right? you really do. And you see what he stands for. Uh, and he stands for the betterment of others, right? He understands what it means, I think better than most, what it means to be president because he's been a senator and because he was a vice president.
0: And because he's lived through a real life with real loss and real existence, and he knows what it's like to be a real American. Exactly,
1: and all of those things matter.
0: And, uh, And I think that's why you
1: see who you see, Sitting behind the resolute desk, or standing at the podium, or delivering what we're, we've been able to deliver, which is these historic pieces of legislation. Again, that will change people's lives. And so that I think, when you talk about governing and how we're going to govern, I think that's what you've kind of seen the last couple of days, right? In in the in the last couple of days, in the early days of 2023, you have seen a president who is showing how to govern. You know, when you bring. When you bring people from the other side, you bring a bipartisan group of, of um, congressional members, local electeds, and say, hey, this is how we this is how we were able to deliver, and this is what we're going to do with this law that was just passed. We're actually going to make a difference in your everyday life. You know what? Thinking about the bridge, iron workers, guess what? here we're going to we're going to create more jobs more opportunities again real paying jobs union jobs right we're going to change the lives of people who need that transportation or need the roads or that bridge to get to work or to cross over that bridge and you just said it you know all of those historic pieces of legislation that we just passed the inflation reduction act the chips and signs act which we're actually already seeing effects of that with manufacturers um, making those private businesses making coming back to the us and making real investments right here we're already seeing it with the bipartisan infrastructure we're going to see the implementation of those incredibly important historic pieces of legislation. So that's how we're going to govern, right? We're going to move forward with all of the great things that we have done and really make sure that the people feel it, right? They actually feel the work that we have done the last two years. And that's how we're going to show how to govern. And that's how we're going to continue to govern.
0: Yeah, showing how to govern, leading by example, you know, Mm -hmm. being the change you want to see in the world, that kind of stuff. Like just saying, this is what it looks like when you work with other people and you lean across the aisle and you keep doing that. And also, I I always say it's going to be showing, not telling. We're never going to be able to explain to people why they should, you know, there's people that just think Democrats are evil. Marjorie Taylor Greene said we were evil the other day. She called us the enemy, right? And I think the thing is- She's called me many things. So I'm sure she's called you a number of things. (laughs) All of us but she's not you know like here's the thing if you're being called the enemy all the time there are american people who believe that and so what you have to do is you can't just say but we're not the enemy you have to show that we're not the enemy and i think that that's going to be more effective than trying to talk our way out of this it's going to be showing our way out of this oh absolutely we all start the new year thinking this is it this is the year i'm going to be healthy at least i think most of us do But if you want to pick up a habit that you'll honestly stick with, something that's truly going to make you feel better, something that will actually give you energy and improve your sleep and improve your health and hair and skin, then I would highly recommend you start the year experiencing Athletic Greens. Just one scoop in water on an empty stomach gives your body all the nutrition it craves. It covers your whole day's nutrition and supports your long-term health. This easy daily habit allows you to absorb 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients. It's a routine that will actually pay off. And so many people in my life will attest to that. Athletic Greens was founded in 2010 and it's been part of millions of mornings ever since. So if you're looking for a simple and cost-effective supplement routine, try Athletic Greens. Right now, Athletic Greens is giving you one free year of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash politicsgirl. That's athleticgreens.com slash politicsgirl. New year, new you. Today's pod is brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. I've been talking about Thrive for months now because their products are amazing. Thrive Cosmetics is a high-performance beauty and skincare line, products that are made with clean, skin-loving ingredients that are 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which is important because you hear all those horrible stories about what happens to animals when they test makeup. Well, that doesn't happen at Thrive. Plus, Thrive spells their name Cosmetics for a reason, because for every purchase you make, supports organizations that help communities thrive. The thing I keep going on and on about is their mascara. Thrive makes what's called Liquid Lash Extension Mascara, which is the first vegan tubing mascara on the market and the best-selling product for a reason. Liquid Lash Extension Mascara lengthens the lash from root to tip, mimicking the look of lash extensions without glue or expensive salons. It lasts all day without clumping, smudging, flaking, and the best part is the removal. Because it's a tubing formula, it slides right off just with warm water, no soap or eye makeup remover required. It's such a pleasure. I'm also obsessed with their sheer strength hydrating lip tint. I'm not much of a lipstick girl. I just never was, I never mastered it. But Thrive's hydrating lip tint keeps your lips moisturized for up to six hours with just a hint of color. It's lightweight, non-sticky, and hydrates your lips over time so they're visibly softer and smoother. It comes in six shades, so you can just pick the one that works for you. And Thrive isn't just making you look good, they're out in the community doing good. With Thrive's Bigger Than Beauty mission, for every product purchase, they donate to numerous causes. Right now, Thrive has partnered with over 300 giving partners across the country. So don't take my word for it. Try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com politicsgirl. That's Thrive Cosmetics, spelled C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash politics girl for 15% off your first order. So if you had to leave us with one thought or one idea for people to look out for as we go into 2023, what would that be? Because we know... We can hear from these things what the administration wants to do for us. But what can we do to help facilitate that for ourselves? How can we help make the country better? I got to tell you, I kind of
1: said it already, which is, you know, just reiterating who this president is. He is optimistic. He believes that we can still all come together and get big things done. We saw that. Just think about it. In the two years, we saw getting big things done in this political climate the president was able to do that so we yeah. have to continue to have optimism and you know he said and i this is our, i already said this and i want to reiterate this because it's so true and it is who he is and what he says is that one word possibilities right and he says this to us all the time we have to keep keep the faith we have to uh, and that's what I want the American people to know and those are not my words. Those are the president's words as his spokesperson I am sharing with you who he is, and how he believes and sees the world and sees our country. And I think we have to continue to do that. We we're we're gonna to continue to fight, right? We're gonna to continue to fight for women's rights. We're gonna to continue to fight for uh, people to make sure that there's an economy uh, that works for everyone, an economy that's built from the bottom up, middle out. We're gonna to continue to do all of those things, right? There is still a fight. Gotta fight for the soul of our, our country, the soul of our nation, absolutely. We also have to be optimistic and know that you know we are a great country. And there there are possibilities out there for us. And that's how he sees the future.
0: Yeah, I think we've become jaded as a people. I think optimism doesn't come naturally to us or we feel like we're fools and the ground's going to be pulled out from under us if we believe and hope in things. But I think that, especially watching the contrast, we can see that the Democratic Party really does want to make change, does want to do better by the American people. And I think it's possible to tell people, you know, like, it's okay to hope. It's okay to believe. It's okay to believe that government can actually do good. And we should continue to elect people that believe that. Amen. I want to thank you for joining me today, Corrine. Thank you so I appreciate much. your work so much. And I so look forward to watching what a hopeful administration, uh, with a party looking out for the people, can continue to deliver as we head into the second half of the president's first term. So I thank appreciate you for being it. Here. Thank
1: you for the opportunity. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this time.
0: So that was Corrine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, reminding us amidst all the chaos to keep the faith. That we have an administration that believes in this country, in its people and in the ability of government to do good. That no matter what is thrown at the fan over the next two years, we are still gonna see the success of already passed legislation unfolding in our lives. And no matter how jaded we might feel, we should remember that we have leadership who remains optimistic, who still believes in the best of its people and will lead by example to bring the best out of all of us. I want to thank Corrine for joining us today and you for caring enough about democracy to be here. Happy New Year. Until next week, PGM. The Politics Girl podcast is written and performed by me, Lee McGowan, in partnership with the Midas Media Network and produced and edited by Happy Warrior Entertainment. All rights reserved.